It's time for another episode of The Back to Basics Kitchen, sponsored by Miller's Grainhouse. We're so glad you've tuned in. Here, we hope to encourage you with shortcuts, tips, and skills for a healthy whole food lifestyle. We want you to enjoy getting in there, making mistakes, and playing with your food. Now, please welcome our hostess, Donna Miller. Welcome to a new episode of the Back to Basics Kitchen. I'm glad to have you with me today. I have not aired a show in a little while. I've been a little tied up with some other things, but I have had one rolling around in my head. I've thought about you on a regular basis. So this is what's been rolling around in my head for several days, and I finally had the opportunity to formulate it a little bit better and um, do the show. So... I realize, although I've been doing this show for about seven or eight years, I don't know that I have ever, please forgive me for this, I don't know that I have ever done kind of a jumping off point. And a couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to teach at a small um, young mother's retreat, and it was great. It was so much fun, uh, something that my niece put on, and I was asked a question because of the personality of the person that asked this you know, I want to do it all. I want to get it all done. I want to get everything in. I'm an all or nothing kind of person. Um, and I am one of those people as well. But when it comes to making your kitchen a back to basics kitchen, a lot of us have had um, a, this huge learning curve because we have a, a couple of generations prior to us that have gone into the convenience mode. And Convenience and back to basics are kind of the antithesis. Well, they don't have to be, but in our minds, they're the antithesis of each other. They're the opposites. So there is a huge learning curve to go, what can I do and what do I have to do? And oh my gosh, do I have to do this much? You don't want to get discouraged. So I want to talk to you today about how do you start this journey? How do you start if you weren't raised, say, on the farm canning and going, you know, to the garden for each individual ingredient or growing herbs, you won't raise this way. How do you do this? How do you make your microwave kitchen and your takeout kitchen, you know what I'm talking about, how do you turn it into a back to basics kitchen? Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. I have eight points when I finally was able to kind of get it all nailed down eight points to, to share with you on creating your back to basics kitchen. Some of it has to do with you. None, you know, not all of it is tangible. Do this, do that checklist stuff or go out and buy something. It's a lot of it is how you approach it. So we're going to talk about that today. First and foremost, because it can be kind of overwhelming Number one, and this is, this one I will put in as the first step. So some of these don't have to be in exact order, but this one does. And number one is start with just one food item from your kitchen that's used on a regular basis and get that as back to basics as you can. Let me give an example. Let's say it's bread. Of course, in my household, that's what it was. When I started to realize that the bread we were paying two, three, now four and five dollars for was not as healthy as it could be, I went on kind of a mission, kind of a, with a vengeance <laughs> to remove store-bought bread from our diet. 
I have another show I've done uh, a lot about being diagnosed with a gluten intolerance. And that was one thing that kind of pushed my buttons to get that going. Short story of it is not gluten. It's the processed flour and the stripping of the flour that causes the problem for the majority of us. But for me, it was bread. Bread was the one item, the number one item that I wanted to make sure I changed. Now when I realize it, I don't even go down the bread aisle most of the time because I make everything from different recipes. But what started out with our very first thing, which was loaf bread, I couldn't cook hardly anything. And for some reason, I want to tackle what is supposed to be one of the most difficult things to do, bread baking. So I start with that one, um, which I eventually learned could turn it into multiple different things. So my encouragement to you is pick one thing. What's that one thing you habitually eat or you habitually serve and you know it's not that good for you. Maybe it's pizza. Maybe you buy takeout pizza or you buy frozen pizza and you want to change that. Focus on that one master that and then believe it or not that will help you start to branch out into other areas all right number two for building your back to basics kitchen this is where it kind of comes in um you don't want to become too overwhelmed but start flipping over things in your pantry and reading the labels if you can't pronounce stuff i would say if it's in the ingredient um you need to probably start learning a back to basics approach, a real food, a whole food approach to creating the same thing. This is not a time to clean out your pantry. This is not a time to go hog wild and tell everybody in your family they're not eating certain things again, especially if you're trying to transition a husband or children or even your wife, if you're the husband and you do the cooking in the household and they're used to certain things. This isn't the time to to purge the entire pantry, but it is time to familiarize yourself with what the contents are in each individual box. What is it you're actually putting into your body to build your back to basics kitchen? These things will start to jump out as I can't even pronounce that. How many numbered dyes are there? And you can start to realize these are not things that you want in a kitchen that is back to basics and whole foods. So that's number two. Number three, now that you've done that, this is my favorite part, learn to shop for ingredients only. Now, a lot of people might think that a yellow cake mix or Bisquick or um, frozen lasagna is an ingredient. It's not. These are make-ahead mixes and pre-made meals. You'll see ingredients listed on them but the most of those ingredients you probably can't pronounce or there are things like monosodium glutamate that have now got five or six different names msg um, or sugars that have multiple different names that you're ingesting far more than you necessarily need to so start to buy ingredients sugar is sugar organic sugar is organic sugar pure vanilla is pure vanilla Um, it's a lot easier and you will find as you build your back to basics kitchen that if you have ingredients versus box mixes on hand, you can do so much more as you start to sharpen your skills. So now's the time to flip over the back of those things from suggestion two. realize there's a lot of that stuff. You can't go buy red dye number seven. 
Well, maybe you can. I don't know. Blue dye 42. Um, so you don't need to go get them. Just get ingredients and you will start to learn to make from real whole food ingredients a lot of the things that will replace your mixes. Number four, my number four suggestion on building a back-to-basics kitchen, of course, is get in there and get going. But from that, learn how to salvage mistakes. Let me give you an idea. When I first started learning to bake bread, we're going to go back to my very first one, which is pick one item. Bread was my big deal. I cannot tell you how many door stops I made, um, how many flattened loaves didn't rise, how many things that just they, just, they didn't work. But I'll tell you one thing, we were poor enough, I wasn't going to throw those away. They made the best croutons. No kidding. Uh, they made great toast versus sandwich bread. They toasted up fine. And then eventually, a lot of them made breadcrumbs. Croutons eventually turned into spiced breadcrumbs, which you can really do great shake and bake and coat things with, and you're using real whole food ingredients. Um, but learn to take your mistakes and salvage them, turn them into something else. It may not always be the most perfect thing, but you can. And that will help you learn to take leftovers and disguise them and reuse them as something completely repurposed. That is another skill. These are skills you're learning for your back to basics kitchen. One of the back to basics rules is you don't throw something away unless it's completely inedible. And even then you might be surprised you can doctor it up enough to do something else with it. Those are skills that you will learn and those skills cannot be, um, bought, they have to be taught and usually they're self-taught. What can I do? Because the taste buds for your family or for yourself, your budget, your ingredients on hand, those all play into what can I do with what I have? Here's my example of the bread. It was too hard, too dense, too not what I wanted for sandwich bread. So chopping it up into small one inch cubes, putting it back into the bread bag, I drizzled olive oil on it, shook it up in the bread bag a lot, some garlic salt, shook that up. A little more olive oil, shook that up. Onion salt, shook that up. Parmesan cheese, yeah, you repeat, shake. Um, paprika, other spices, some Italian spices, some oregano. And then I baked it on a 250 degree baking sheet. I turned it a couple of times, like every 10 to 20 minutes, and then I turned it off and let it stay in there to finish baking and drying out. Those were sometimes the best croutons. Kids would snack on those versus chips, which, hey, that kind of took care of something I didn't expect to take care of. And then they, of course, were better croutons than what you could get for an exorbitant amount of money at the grocery store for nothing because I would have thrown that away had I not turned the dense loaf into croutons. So that's the fourth skill, which is learn to salvage your mistakes. And that will reach over into salvaging things for leftovers. It helps to build your back to basics kitchen. All right. There are my first four suggestions for getting started. Start with one thing you want to replace and learn to make it from scratch. Learn to make it at its basic whole food makeup. Second, go through your pantry or before you buy anything, read that label. If you can't pronounce stuff, don't buy it. Try to start phasing it out. It'll be your third thing, your fourth thing, your fifth thing. The 
that you learn to replace. As you're shopping now, if you're trying to build a back-to-basics kitchen, the number three is buy ingredients more than mixes or pre-made meals. And number four, learn to salvage your mistakes. Look at it and go, what can I do with it? What can I turn it into that is actually edible if I made a mistake? All right, we're going to come back after this word from our sponsor. I've got four more to tell you to help you hopefully encourage you that it's doable um, and just some steps to think of along the way that you can start a more back-to-basics kitchen, no matter what kind of training you've had or haven't had. So we'll be back in just a minute. Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828-536-4988 during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call 828-536-4988 and use the promo code RADIO. National Geographic traveled all the way to Boone, North Carolina to select Turtle Island Preserve, a nonprofit outdoor discovery center and Appalachian Heritage Farm as one of the 100 most enriching destinations in North America. For over 26 years, families have gained enrichment while discovering nature, and more importantly, themselves. In a world where digital screens and push buttons have replaced actual contact with nature, Turtle Island's beautiful campus and knowledgeable staff reconnect its guests to their natural roots. While camping out, visitors learn vast amounts in our non-electric, wood-fired community. Hundreds of hands-on classes are offered, such as beekeeping, woodworking, primitive skills, and more, covering the gamut of early traditional living. A program for fathers and sons kicks off the summer season, followed by a five-day workshop for adults with renowned naturalist and director Eustace Conway. Turtle Island is a great destination for scouts, school field trips, homeschool, and special interest groups. Please visit our website and then visit our paradise turtleislandpreserve.org or call 828-265-2267. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. 
All right. Thank you for staying through. And the last half of the show, we have four more things to add to our first four list. Let me first give you a little bit of a history about myself. Just min- minimal, not going back to kindergarten or anything. Um, my grandmother was raised on a farm in the mountains. Definitely understood the canning thing, the uh, back to basics kitchen because of the lack of electricity. I mean, she she knew the whole deal and she could cook quite well. One thing happened, though, when she was raising her children, and that was called the Great Depression. Um, They began their family during the Great Depression. So when that ended and they became a little bit more affluent, I believe something in my grandmother clicked that said, I want things convenient. (laughs) I want things easy. I don't really want to have to to have my children work hard on things. So two things happened. Grandma's cooking became much more um, by a product and mix a couple things together because she had gone through the Great Depression. She knew all the skills, but she wanted things to be easier. I think that's a, a pretty good picture for a lot of people in that time and that era. What unfortunately happened from that is that next generation missed out on some awesome skills of back-to-basics living on back-to-basics cooking. So that next generation was facing things that they didn't have to worry about. No one had to had to actually can. No one really even had to cook from scratch because microwave meals were coming out. TV dinners, of course, were out a lot when my mother was a child and when I was a child. Um, and the microwave dinners came on the scene and a lot more packaged goods came on the scene. If you take someone from a third world country and take them to one of our local grocery stores, they will be astounded at the choices we have. Sometimes I'm astounded at the choices we have. I stand and I look at 17 different kinds of kidney beans in a can. Really? Is it necessary? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's overkill. But it's kind of that deer in headlights moment sometimes. And you know what I'm talking about. You've stood in the grocery store looking for the one thing. And you realize there are 45 options for that one thing. Which one's the best? Which one's the most economical? Which one's actually the healthiest? We have so many choices and so many options. And sometimes we've just been sold the convenience. The convenience is often something we pay for. And we have paid for it over time with a degeneration of skills. Our skill level is degenerated from the previous generation before me and then from her mother, um, really out of the goodness of her heart, not wanting to put that load on her child or her children, we lost something. So some of us in this day and age are now kind of reaching back going, wait, I see things might have been better when we actually knew what we were putting in our body, when we actually knew what we were putting on the table. So that's where the back to basics kitchen has come for me. I'm learning things that were never learned. And my grandmother has passed away and I can't go to her and find out what she did. And I don't think she would really want to put it on me because she sees it as a burden. I see it as a blessing to be able to go to the back to basics. And hopefully that's what I will help encourage you to do as well. Okay. <laughs> I started all this with the burden. Now I'm going to tell you something bad. Um, 
this is real reality. Uh, and a lot of people are not encouraged by reality. They're encouraged only by fantasy. But if you're going to live a really encouraged life, you're going to have to face some reality. One of the things in reality with a back to basics kitchen is you're going to have dishes. And I mean, you're going to have more. I know. Don't be upset. But it's true. You, some of these other steps, you're going to learn to manage it. This, this fifth step is a reality check. You're going to have more dishes. Um, you're going to be cooking from scratch. You're going to be using things. It's not a one-pot wonder. Well, there are a lot of great one-pot wonders. They even have whole foods. But it's not a quick add water, you know, because you actually want real food. Sometimes you're going to have to make a little bit more of a mess. So just prepare yourself for that. And if you have a dishwasher, Lord bless you, you are way ahead of the game. You've got that and you're doing well. If you don't, um, learn to clean it behind yourself because it'll save you some time as you do the back to basics cooking. Okay, that's the like only negative I could really say about a back to basics kitchen. Um, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have more dishes. So number six, um, the next thing to do, I would suggest, is learn how to make some of your own make-ahead things. Like, we do a lot of make-ahead muffins, make-ahead pancakes, uh, and freezer meals here. And these are the things that have taken place of some of the box mix, the quick add water um mixes that you would buy pre-made in the store. They are far more economical and a billion times more healthy because they don't have a lot of the preservatives, additives, uh, palm oil, hydrogenated shortening and things like that that are prolific in the majority of the box mixes. But in your own household, you'll start to figure out, I prefer freezer meals or I prefer to have some basic mixes that I can add a variety of ingredients to, to make it specific to whatever um, my needs are. And you can make a lot of these yourself with freshly milled whole wheat flour, uh, singular ingredients, and then the rest of it is easily pulled because you've been building your ingredient pantry to make a variety of different things. So I would just suggest to you, the sixth thing is to learn to make some make-ahead options. We do a, an entire class on make-ahead conveniences so that you're not buying box mixes and how to build from them and how to, to turn them into multiple things. Number seven, stock and plan by what's on hand. Back in the day when I was first trying to be domestic, domesticated, like domesticating a wild animal, um, I thought I had to shop or plan my meals and then go shop. But I found the better way to do it, especially when you have a back to basics kitchen, is you go buy your singular ingredients. You go shop the sale. You find the marked down produce. You find the marked down meat. This is also a budget thing. And you bring these into your home and you plan from what's on hand instead of doing the other way around. Because you'll, you'll have a, you'll stretch your money a little bit further, but you'll also exercise that skill of creating based on what you have already in stock. And believe it or not, much of the, the old adage, necessity is the mother of invention, actually aids in your creativity from a back to basics kitchen standpoint. When you have singular ingredients, when you've shopped the sales and you have items that you can pronounce versus a pre-mixed box, 
you will start to become far more creative. So I'd like to encourage you to shop based on whole food, flipping those labels around, real ingredient, and of course what's on sale. And then when you bring it home, build your meals, build your your uh, convenience mixes that are from, from real food and your made ahead meals to save you that time. Because that's one thing I'm often asked. Gosh, doesn't I don't have the time. It's going to take me forever. You can actually get there to where it's not as taxing as it might seem to cook from scratch. All right, last but not least, one of my favorite things, and I say it a lot, is remember to play with your food. I alluded to it in the learning to salvage your mistakes, but have fun with it. Remember, if you enjoy this journey, if you enjoy the skills you're learning from a back to basics kitchen, if you enjoy putting healthy food out for your family or consuming that food yourself, I always love that part, then you're going to enjoy this and you're going to get more creative. Example, last night, here's part of the, I'm going to give you the chain of <laughs> I'm going to give you a chain of effect. Last night I started a, a bread recipe in the bread machine. I was kind of making it up as I went and realized I doubled the water. Holy moly. That was like the stupidest thing. So I had to quickly jump in as it's going and increase everything double and tweak a couple things because you can't just automatically tweak, uh, increase the yeast and you can't just throw yeast in there while it's half mixing. It's just crazy. So I just kind of went crazy and prayed that the outcome would be good. Well, thankfully it was. And a lot of that has to do from some of the the skill I picked up from playing with my food or learning to salvage mistakes. That was kind of a combination of both. I was playing with it because I was making up a recipe and then I salvaged a mistake mid-mistake. Well, the best part was it turned out to be one of the best breads I'd ever made. It's a rosemary bread that mimics... um macaroni grill or Romano's macaroni grill bread and it was probably one of the best ones I've ever made to the point that the loaf was gone within just one sitting. <laughs> so this is part of the skill that comes from all these other things that I've laid down in groundwork. So I'm going to recap these last four, uh, one of which is face the reality. You are going to have more dishes. That's number five. Just plan on how to deal with it um, because things aren't cooked in plastic with a little film over top of it, you are going to have actual dishes to wash. But you know, it's actually not that bad. Um, learn to make some make-ahead meals and make-ahead plans. That's very easy. If you go with the basics, you can then branch out from there, which comes into the play with your food aspect. Plan and stock by what you actually have on hand. So stock everything, then make your plan for your food for the week, for the meals, for whatever, and you'll gain that um, skill. You'll gain that ability to kind of on the fly go, oh, this will work well with that. And you just happen to have had them on hand because they're singular ingredients. You can build, you can play, you can have fun with them. And then last but not least is my play. Play with your food. Enjoy the journey when it comes to trying new things. Enjoy replacing an item that may have not been on your um ingredients list throw something new in there or put in a substitute and see how it works out because you happen to have that on hand versus what someone else called for 
one of my favorite things to substitute, I'll leave you with this one, is coconut oil in place of shortening. Uh, because it is a healthier oil. It has a lot of the same properties that shortening has without some of the um, hydrogenated and trans fats that are bad for you. And coconut oil is actually good for your liver and very healthful. So it's one of my go-to, every time I read the word shortening in a recipe, it's my go-to replacement. You'll get there. You'll start to do that. But start small, build on with these eight different suggestions and I've written the the topic of them below but please feel free to sign up for my newsletter you can go to millersgrainhouse.com slash store and probably the newsletter option will pop up and you'll get free recipes with real whole foods and hopefully a little bit more encouragement on building your own back to basics kitchen for now this is Donna Miller signing off remember to play with your food have a good time and we'll talk again soon god bless bye bye Thank you for listening to the Back to Basics Kitchen, sponsored by Miller's Grainhouse. Tune in next time for more fun with flavors, tried and true tips, and best of all, the permission to play with your food.